0: Today is Holocaust Remembrance Day, which marks 77 years since the Auschwitz-Birkenau concentration camps were liberated by the Soviet troops in 1945. Sadly, anti-Semitism is on the rise in many countries again right now. We will analyze the past Holocaust, present anti-Semitism, and the future Jewish Holocaust and end-time ministries, end-time efforts to aid the Jews globally on this edition of End of the Age. One of the most horrible events really in the history of mankind, the Holocaust. And today is the remembrance day of that, 77 years since that horrible concentration camp, Auschwitz-Birkenau, was liberated by those Russian troops. And a lot of people on earth are trying to erase the memory of of the Holocaust. And the Jews in Israel are not going to let that happen. So what I want to do today, because the Bible does prophesy a past Jewish Holocaust, the one that happened 70 plus years ago, and a future Jewish Holocaust. So I'm going to go through the past, the present, and the future in this edition of End of the Age. Thank you for joining me, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. And... This is the End of the Age radio program. And I do want to say, let's start with the past. Ezekiel 37 prophesied about the rebirth of Israel after the second exile. And it prophesies, it does prophesy, a holocaust. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 11 states, The hand of the Lord came upon me, upon Ezekiel and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down on the midst of a valley. He's seeing a vision here. And it was full of bones, as far as he could see. The Bible says, Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in this big open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, Can these bones live again? And Ezekiel said, O Lord, I I don't know. You know. And the Lord said to him again, Ezekiel prophesied to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will put sinew on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live again. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So Ezekiel says, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as as Ezekiel looked, the sinew and the flesh came upon the bones, and the skin covered them over. And there, But there was no breath in them. And the Lord said to Ezekiel, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, And breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Now, look at what's happened throughout history now. I'll bring you from your graves all this boneyards to the land of Israel and then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves, and I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. And then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Then verse 21 says, Then say to them, Thus saith, Thus says the Lord God, Surely I will take the children of Israel from among the nations, wherever they have gone, and and will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. What was God showing Israel here? Well, we believe that God was showing him Hitler's Holocaust. They, if you've seen, been to a, ever been to a Holocaust museum or seen some of the videos of the, the Holocaust, they stacked their bodies up, folks, as they killed these six million Jews. It's, it's, it is speculated that they killed one to one and a half million Jews of those were children. And we believe that Ezekiel saw a picture of the concentration camps when the Lord asked him, If these bones could live, the Lord was asking, Can this nation, Ezekiel, come back together? And Ezekiel replied that he didn't know. And then God told Ezekiel, Ezekiel, you prophesied to the dry bones. And Ezekiel prophesied, and the bones rejoined back together. Remember, this is the nation of Israel, the Bible tells us. The rest of the prophecy says God would bring the children of Israel from the north, south, the east and the west and he would gather them together back into their land which is exactly what happened after World War II. You remember. You remember Hitler's horrible holocaust? 1939, the world's worst war broke out. Over the next six years, 52 million human beings met violent deaths and among these, The six million Jews that Adolf Hitler had shipped off to concentration camps just when the Jewish people thought their lives could get no worse, it did. Hitler's gas chambers and crematoriums cruelly snuffed out young and old alike. And his goal was to rid the earth of the Jews once and for all. And he called his extermination campaign The Final Solution. Today is Holocaust Remembrance Day marking the 77 years since the horrible concentration camp Auschwitz-Birkenau was liberated by those Russian soldiers. And what a day that was. But we can never forget that. And a lot of people are trying to get us to. But it's prophesied in the Bible and there's another Jewish Holocaust that's prophesied for the future, and End Time Ministries wants to help those people, and I'll tell you how. Hi,
1: I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
2: Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search Into the H Plus in the App Store or Google Play.
0: Welcome back, everybody. I've got a lot more detail I'm going to get into in just a moment, but uh, I need to announce a prophecy conference that I'll be doing in Justin, Texas. Uh, that would be up, what, northwest of Dallas here at the Rock Church of Justin, 411 Ludie Avenue in Justin up there, Saturday evening, February 5th. Not this weekend, but next weekend at 6 p.m. I'll be teaching the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. You'll definitely want to hear about that. Glenn Beck's talking about, Glenn Beck is basically preaching my Prophecy Conference on his radio program right now. It's crazy how we're both talking about the exact same things, except I'm coming at it from a biblical prophetic standpoint. And then Sunday morning, February 6th at 10 a.m., I'll be teaching about the Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments. And again, that is uh, February 5th and February 6th. All the information's on our website at the um, events and then conferences tabs at the top. Um, so I look forward to seeing you there. It's a great conference. I taught it once here in Garland and, uh, it, uh, yeah, I think you'll really, really enjoy that. It's a lot of, a lot of in-depth information. Now the Holocaust, a lot of people would like for us to forget that people who, who feel guilty, uh, for having maybe not done anything when the Holocaust was going on, maybe of never coming to the Jews aid or people that. Hate the Jews and don't want us to know what happened to them, and and just you know, trying to erase their history or any anything that could shed light on their on them at all, uh, and what has happened to them and the things they've been through, which bringing them back into their land, a lot of different things. People would love to just annihilate the Jews. Really, what a horrible circumstance. But I've been, I have been to. A, one of the concentration camps, when we went on one of our Israel tours, we went to Fort Brindon, um, which was right outside Brussels. And it was the most well-preserved concentration camp in the world. I, I'm not kidding you. It looked like they just rounded the prisoners up and bust them out of there. And then we walked in. The beds were still there uh the tables where the prisoners would eat the um the you know i i really honestly i wasn't prepared mentally for bredanknk i mean you know i've saw different video clips and and done research about concentration camps. none of that prepared me or our tour group for what we the actual visit um uh, honestly, a lot of our tour group got so far through and turned around and told us, we, I can't do this. And they had to go back to the front. Because they, it was, uh, the best way for me to describe it was like some kind of a dungeon. And who were there? Well, they, they were, there were Jews. And th- there were people who had resisted the Nazis in any way. Most of them were Jews, obviously, but there were um, also conscientious objectors. Homosexuals were put in there in these different concentration camps. Anyone who did not fit into Hitler's perception of the perfect race. Uh, he actually, I, I remember when we went to um, one of the towns in Germany, we went to the, uh, the Gestapo, the headquarters for that, and they told us that Hitler had actually killed one of his family members because she was wheelchair-bound, and he didn't want her in society. So he had put her to death. And I thought, man, I mean, horrible situation. And in Breen this concentration camp, they still have the original firing squad posts where they would tie the prisoners to, in order to shoot them to these posts And then just, they would mow them down. Uh, They also had the original set of gallows that were there that were used to hang the prisoners. They're still there. I mean, like I said, it's the most well-preserved concentration camp on the planet. But the worst thing that I witnessed was the torture chamber. The concentration camp, the, the, the cells were lined up in like a big L shape. And right down in the elbow of the L shape, it was positioned. This torture chamber was positioned so that everyone in the prison would hear the screams of those being tortured. They took us back in that, and I, I was like, I, "I'm I'm, I'm out of here! I don't want to stay here and even look at this stuff." They took us back in there and showed us how they would keep every all the prisoners up all night by. Every hour on the hour, they would take somebody in there and torture them for a while. It was horrible. And they would hear the screams all the way down both of these big, long, giant hallways. And then they would bring supplies in from the Red Cross and different things. And the prisoners would have to watch as they fed those supplies to the hogs that were there. Just, you can't even imagine, folks. You just have to, you know, I don't want to really even imagine it, but it's just horrible. The soldiers would go to their lounge and wager to see who got to kill the first prisoner the next day. I just, you know, I, okay, I'm done talking about that because it gets me sick to my stomach. But that actually happened. And there are a lot of people that would like for us to forget um, that that even happened to the Jews. A lot of Some people feel guilty, a lot of different reasons. But today, in commemoration, the Israel, Israel National News reported that the Israelis... Uh, President Isaac Herzog, who used to be over the Jewish agency, uh, he addressed the International Holocaust Remembrance Day event at the Yad Vashem, the Holocaust memorial in Jerusalem. I've been there many, many times. He warned that the anti-Semitism has in, is, um, is increasingly becoming normalized and highlighted the role of the Iranian regime that they have played in promoting terrorism against Israel and the Jewish communities around the world. He said that it's alarmingly clear that the 77 years after the liberation of Auschwitz, that the shock is wearing off to people and that we are seeing a surge in anti-Semitism, these assaults online and the normalization of anti-Semitic, this terminology in mainstream media and an induction introduction of social media platforms that... Uh, refocused on Jew hatred to newer and younger audiences. and Folks, let me tell you, this is setting the stage for another Jewish Holocaust that's coming. It's prophesied in the Bible, just like the first one was prophesied. The second one is prophesied as well. Um, President Herzog went on to say, we are seeing how the world's worst human rights violators are being elected to the UN's human rights bodies but we, and we see how radical regimes and even terrorist groups are distorting international law while some members of the academic and diplomatic community play along. But yet anti-Semitism is rising among them. And it's horribly hypocritical. And he said that we see the Ayatollah regime in Iran calling for the annihilation of the state of Israel initiating terrorism against Jewish communities around the world and murdering civilians throughout the the Middle East while some people simply just look the other way. The Holocaust, he says, is not a disputed footnote in history. It is the most sickening assault humanity has ever committed. And he was talking about the rise in anti-Semitism. Of course, End Time Ministries is just about 30 miles from this Colleyville... um, synagogue over here where the guy went in here a while back and held those, four, those people hostages and they finally got away and the man was killed. That's about 30 miles from our building right here, Colleyville, Texas. And so, yes, uh, a rise in anti-Semitic um, activity. Um, also today, Israel's prime minister, Naftali Bennett, he, sa- he said that um, the world must learn from the horrors of the Holocaust and do what's necessary to ensure that humanity does not succumb ever again to the evil that we have seen. He said, you know, when we hear the Iranians' regime's daily call to annihilate the state of Israel, both of them, the president and the prime minister, spoke of that. He said, as we speak, they continue to talk about murdering and destroying the state of Israel, the Jewish state, and when we see their rapid progression, progression towards the nuclear weapons, indifference is silent acceptance of that. Uh, a country who's ta- who talks about annihilating the Jewish state should not be a legitimate partner for anything, especially a, a, a nuclear agreement, which they're trying to get in Vienna. And I just read articles that said they may have um, some new developments on that getting close to one. Why would you negotiate with the number one sponsor of terrorism on the planet. Think about that. Our current administration is negotiating with them. Now, Donald Trump pulled us out of that. But President Obama and President Biden are both negotiating with them to try to get them to make a deal. They're never going to make a deal. And so... Naphtali Bennett says, you know, when Jews continue to be targeted for being Jews, both the individual Jew and the collective Jew, the Jewish state indifference is silent acceptance again. He said, you never never see, uh, um, you see never again, the Jews said never again after they come out of the original, the first Holocaust and became a nation again, never again will this happen to us. He said, you see, never again is more than just a hashtag. It's a call to action. It's our vow that the Jewish people will never again be powerless, never again be voiceless, and never again be homeless. The horrors of the Holocaust cannot be erased, but we can build a good future for ourselves and others. Well, again, and I'll get to it in just a moment, probably in the, in the second segment here, but about the future Holocaust and what end-time ministries, how we're going to be involved in trying to save as many Jews as possible. But the Times of Israel today, they said that the anti-Semitic incidents in France have increased by 75% in 2021. Anti-Semitism is on a huge curve upwards, folks. The international community, you remember, you say, what's the mindset of the international community? Then the United Nations just passed something about remembering the Holocaust a while back. That's all surface, folks. The international community on December 23rd, 2016, kind of a parting shot to Israel by the Obama administration during that lame duck session between when Obama was leaving office and President Trump was coming in. The Obama administration abstained from voting on the UN Security Council Resolution 2334, allowing it to become international law. Item number one of the U.N. Security Council Resolution uh, 2334, clearly states that Israel's presence in East Jerusalem is illegal and is a flagrant violation of international law. And it states the, um, the establishment by Israel of settlements in the Palestinian territory, occupied since 1967, including East Jerusalem, has no legal validity and constitutes a flagrant violation under international law and a major obstacle to the achievement of the two-state solution and a just, lasting, and comprehensive peace. So, in the eyes of the international community, their God-given right to that land is illegal. And this is the mindset of the international community against the eastern section, eastern section um, of the city of Jerusalem. So, The international community is as anti-Semitic as it gets, folks. This world government that's being established, it is horribly anti-Semitic. And I'm telling you, all of this is setting the stage for the next Jewish Holocaust that's coming and the eventual Battle of Armageddon when the world-governing armies will come down against Israel to battle. Now, I told you about the past and I told you about the present. Doesn't look too pretty, does it? Well, let's talk about the future. There's another Jewish Holocaust ahead. Now, I will tell you, it's not all bleak. There is another Jew, there's a Jewish revival that's coming as well. Not every not every Jew, some Jews will be killed through the battle of Armageddon and and some of the things that are coming up in the near future. But that's where end-time ministries, and, and, and there are other places, but end-time ministries is one of the main ones because you understand this is why it's important to understand the difference in a pre-tribulation rapture and a post-trib and what the Bible teaches about a post-tribulation rapture. We believe we're going to be here to help the Jews through all of this. Whereas if you believe in a pre-trib, you think we're going to be gone, so you're not even nobody's even talking about this stuff where we've been talking about it for years because we understand the prophecies of the Bible and we know that we're going to be here till the very end. The Bible talks about it over and over and over again. So, another Jewish holocaust ahead. You know, the the, the again, the horrible Nazi holocaust that killed 6 million Jews, it's really still fresh in my mind. And obviously the Jews have said never again, but the prophecies of the Bible tell us that another Jewish Holocaust is coming. And however, you and I can rescue Jews from this upcoming Holocaust. Did you know that? And I want you to see for yourself the the prophecy foretelling the coming Holocaust. It's found in Matthew 24, verse 15 through 21. And when we read what Jesus, Jesus prophesied this, it's in the Olivet Discourse. And Jesus said, when you therefore see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, I'm going to read this scripture again. I didn't realize I was going to cut the break in half here um, or the break would cut it in half, but I'm going to read this scripture again because I want to make sure you get it on the other side of the break. If you have only watched the first 30 minutes of this, if the radio station only covers carries 30 minutes, go to endtime.com to watch the whole program. Jesus prophesied about a second Jewish holocaust. And I'm telling you folks, as much as the first holocaust was prophesied about in Ezekiel 37. Look at what happened. That prophecy was fulfilled in great detail. As much as that was prophesied, the second one is prophesied as well. Jesus in the Olivet Discourse, he says... Um, when you, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Now, Judea is, if you're in Israel, if you're in Jerusalem, you're standing on the Temple Mount, Kidron Valley, you look at the Mount of Olives on the other side, on the other side of the Mount of Olives, that starts the West Bank. And that whole, re, you just look at it, it's almost barren out through there. That's the West Bank. So that's what he's talking about here, the Judea. He said, when you see that abomination of desolation occur, when the Antichrist stands in a Jewish temple proclaiming to be God, let those in Judea, you're going to have to flee. Because He said, let him which is on the housetop. Hey, don't go down and, and take anything out of your house. Neither the, them that are in the field. Don't go back and get your clothes. For then, because in verse uh, this will be what twenty one. For then shall be great tribulation, or great persecution, such as was not has not been since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. The the great tribulation. So the bad news is another Jewish Holocaust is coming. It's prophesied in the Bible. The prophecies always come to pass. The good news is there is a way for many of the Jews to escape that coming slaughter. Jesus gave this warning specifically so that those who would would listen, that they could escape. Now, we here at End Time Ministries, we intend to do everything within our power to make sure that every Jew living in Judea Here's the warning of Jesus loud and clear. It's a New Testament prophecy. The Jews don't follow the New Testament. So how are they going to know? Somebody's going to warn them, right? It's not going to be somebody who believes we're going to be gone before this happens because those people aren't even talking about this. It's going to be somebody who understands the prophecies and knows that we're going to be here. We're going to help them. And God has really positioned us to do that. We work directly with the Jewish agency right now. And if a matter of fact, when Devorah Ganani, who is uh, one of the leaders of the Jewish agency who we work with, when she co- is able to come to the States, we're going to have her back here to be on the program. She's been on the program many times. I'm going to have her back. She called the other day and we were talking about it. So we work with the Jewish agency like, I mean, like a right and a left hand with each other. Um, and have already helped a lot of Jews come from Europe and around the world, made Aliyah back to Israel. Israel proper is going to be the safest place on the planet. That and the United States for the Jews. Now, the West Bank, though, Jesus knew that that would be under a different situation. So when he said, hey, Jews in in Judea, you're going to have to flee into the mountains. We're going to try to get them to come into Israel proper. I know people have said that they're going to try to escape down into uh, Petra. That would be an absolute suicide mission. Petra, I've been to Petra. Petra holds about, what, 800 people down in there. One bomb kills everybody in there. They're going to flee. The Bible says that Judah will be fighting in Jerusalem at the Battle of Armageddon. It tells us that back in Zechariah. So we know that the Jews will flee into Israel proper. How are they going to know to flee? Somebody who understands this prophecy is going to be warning them. That's going to be end time ministries. You understand the dynamics of all of this and the gravity of the situation. Once we warn them, then it will be, it will, it's going to then be up to each person to listen and to escape. So in this prophecy, Jesus said an event would occur called the abomination of desolation. When that event occurs, the Jews living in that area will have to run for their lives. It's going to be so urgent, Jesus said, Hey, don't go down into and If you're on your housetop, don't even go down to the house to get your clothes. You hit the ground running. Because then's going to be great tribulation, such as was not from the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. So, what's in time's plan? Many of you have heard it. If you haven't, we call our plan the Israel Project. We've already sent one magazine. Now, we're going to send a, be sending a magazine to every home in Israel. That's one of the part of the plan. But we wanted, we've wanted, we already sent one magazine. My father-in-law felt led by God to send one to every home in the West Bank back in 1998. And we got great response from that. He's telling them what's coming. Not that it has happened, but that it's coming in the future. But we're, we're not nearly done yet. We've now been on television in Israel with our End of the Age program for, wow, uh, 10 years. And, and I, know, I get contacts from people in Israel saying, we're watching you, okay? End of the Age is presently being aired there every day uh, warning the people of Israel, teaching the prophecies of the Bible so that they will know what to do. That's one way. We also opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in November of 2013. God supernaturally provided a charter. That's something you can't just walk in there and start a college, right? God supernaturally provided a charter from the Israeli government giving us permission to open the college in downtown Jerusalem. And obviously, we're excited out of our minds about what God is doing. I mean, the college is in the cloud building, downtown Jerusalem. And it's located on the 12th floor of that. And you you can actually see the Mount of Olives and the Dome of the Rock from the windows of our college. And we're using the Jerusalem Prophecy College as our headquarters in Jerusalem to spread the news of the prophecies of the Bible since... More prophecy is going to be fulfilled right here in, in Jerusalem and in the nation of Israel than any other place on the planet. End time Bible prophecy. Most of the Jewish people don't understand the prophecies of the Bible at all. However, we have been called to teach those prophecies and that's what we intend to do. Remember, Daniel eleven thirty two 32 and 33, during the time of the Antichrist, they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits, They that understand among the people shall instruct many. That's our role, folks. Now, up until COVID hit, we had held an annual prophecy conference in the cloud building. In the the basement, there's a big room. Or I should say on the first floor, there's a giant auditorium that we rent and hold a prophecy conference in Jerusalem. And a number of the Israelis that have attended our annual conferences... Enrolled in the prophecy college, many of them are there today. I teach in the college from our television studios in Plano, where I'm sitting right now. Every Thursday morning, it's kind of funny because I, w- I would have taught there this morning, but it was canceled due to the snowstorm that that it was in Jerusalem. So our the, our employee that our full time employee that we have there, he contacted us and he said our people can't even get here. I think Israel got like six or seven inches of snow. And he thought it would turn into rain and melt off, and obviously it didn't, so he called me and he said, the schools are out, nothing's happening, and so the public transportation is not running, so there's, I can't get the people here. Normally I have a full class, and it's awesome. So it's happening, folks. And there are other classes being held. The one I teach in is Thursday Thursday morning here, it's Thursday evening over there. And one of the big things is that we we plan to send a special edition of End Time Magazine to every home in Israel just as soon as the prophesied agreement is signed. The prophesied peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And many of you have given to that project already. It's probably going to cost more now than it did when we started the project. But... The front cover of the magazine is going to be in big bold letters. It's going to say, warning, final seven years to Armageddon just began. And then below, it's going to say, what to do, see inside. And (coughs) pardon me, I've already got people to help me write the magazine in English and in Hebrew. Many of them speak and can read English. You would be shocked. How many? I mean, we. I go to prior to COVID, we went to Israel twice a year, and I, I most people I knew in Israel spoke English, so it's going to be an easier project than what we thought. It's not going to be. It's going to be work, but it's not. It's not like we can't, aren't going to be able to communicate with the people. The first article in the magazine will explain the prophecy of the final seven years and what will happen during that final seven year period. The next article is going to be to the Jews of Judea specifically. It's going to explain the prophecy of Jesus warning them of the coming slaughter and telling them what they should do when they see a specific event up on the Temple Mount. In 98, again, we sent a magazine to the homes of Judea. And since the events of the final seven years will affect the entire nation, this time we intend to send the magazine to every single home in Israel. So where are we? Well, we've started the Jerusalem Prophecy College to reach the people of Israel. It is going great. Now, obviously, if you can't go to Jerusalem and attend, it's online where you can attend the college. Uh, go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com, sign up, for your, enroll for your first semester, and take off. It's like, I don't know, 50, 59 or 60 bucks for us per semester. It's really cheap, and you will love it. I think we've got over 5,000 people attending that right now. It really went crazy. And we're loving it because we're preparing people for what's coming. Now, also, we are on television daily in Israel teaching about the things that lie ahead. Made arrangements already to send the magazine to every home in Israel and to warn them of the coming events. Once that time happens, we're already set to go. We've got people in Israel, printers we're working with. I got, that's, all, that's all ready. That's all ready. Now, what's the next step? We're convinced that the thousands of Jews will flee from Judea as a result of our warning. But when they get to Jerusalem, what are they going to do? They will have lost their jobs, businesses, their homes, most of their possessions. Who's going to help them? Think about it. I mean, let's just say 100,000 Jews are forced to run for their lives. When Jesus' prophecy comes to pass, you say, Dave, this is all speculation. I don't think any of this is going to happen. I'm telling you, as much as the, that's why I went through the first prophecy on today, Holocaust Remembrance Day. As much as the first prophecy is prophesied in Ezekiel 37, this prophecy is going to come to pass, folks. Every prophecy, all the prophecies always come to pass in intricate detail, every single one. This is going to happen. Who else is going to warn them? Tell me who else is even talking about this. ...that you know of. God God chose us, folks. You and me. Now, think about this, though. Who's going to pay their first month's rent? We're working with the Jewish agency. We've already brought a lot of Jews back. And a lot of money goes to helping get these people acclimated, these Jews that have escaped oppressive situations around the world... ...coming back home to their country... And get them acclimated into society, and so this is one of the things we're up. We just sent a check to the Jewish agency recently, helping these people. They say, I, well, "I, you know, I don't know about that." Hey, I'm telling you, God said, "I will, I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you." We are going to be the one of the ones that stands with Israel and blesses them all the way to the end, because I'm going to be on the Lord's side during this end time. You know, that's the thing, everybody. I mean, if you would like to give to the Israel Project, another Jewish Holocaust fund, call 1-800-END-TIME, 1-800-363-8463, and just say, hey, I'd like to give to that. I'd like to help a, a Jewish individual in one of these oppressed areas around the world make Aliyah back to Israel. And we've already helped many of them come back. And we want to do something to help the people of Israel. They've got enough trees planted and all that. They have planted, our, our guide told us one time, he said, we don't need any more trees planted. We've got tree, we've planted forests everywhere. We need help for the people. Well, we know that. And that's what we've been doing for years now is helping the people of Israel and the Jews around the world. Because you remember Revelation chapter 12, the Bible says when Satan's bound to the earth, he's going to persecute the woman which is Israel, and the Bible says she's carried away on the wings of a great eagle where she is nursed in her place for time, times, and half a time. That's Israel proper. That's not the West Bank. Jesus warned about That's a different situation. Satan's going to be persecuting them. He's going to be persecuting them that have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So when he can't get to Israel proper, because you understand the leadership of the United States is not... They're not, uh, they believe in a two-state solution as well. That's going to be under a two-state solution at that time. So they're going to be left under their own vices, those Jews living out there. (coughs) So we're going to have to, somebody's going to have to help those people. Because a lot of Jews in Israel proper look down their nose at those people. And so Satan's going to persecute them and Jews around the world. So if we can help the Jews in Europe and some of these other oppressed uh, situations make Aliyah back to Israel, we can save them from this Holocaust that's coming. You say, well, that, that's a that's a giant project. Nobody's going to be able to do that. No, no, that's not true. Jesus warned us, warned them, on purpose. He gave us a warning for them because he wants them to flee. And it's going to be somebody that believes in. The prophecies of the Bible knows what's coming, understands this stuff, knows we're going to be here till the end, that is going to help those people. Honestly, folks, I don't know of anybody else on the planet that's even talking about this. So if you'd like to give to it, it's uh, the call at 1-800-IN-TIME. I want to give to the Israel Project or the Another Jewish Holocaust Fund and help us uh, work right with the Jewish agency to get these Jews to come back and make Aliyah from around the world. And uh, eventually the ones in to warn them to come into Israel proper. We'll probably be talking more about this as we go along because we're also going to have the door-knocking campaign. There's going to be a lot of different things that happen. We're going to go in three years after the peace agreement signed, door-knock every home in Judea and tell them they're going to have to flee. You say, oh, well, they're not not going to listen to you and uh, nobody's going to leave. When we sent the magazine in 98, some of them went ahead and left. They contacted Irvin Baxter and said, hey, The rabbis are telling us we need to stay out here, but we believe we're cannon fodder. We agree with you. We're going to go ahead and move back into Israel proper. And I've personally, Dave Robbins, I've talked to people in there that are willing to, that believe in another Jewish Holocaust is coming. I talked to a guy who was high up in the military. We sat there and had this big conversation, me, Irvin Baxter, a bunch of guys from our tour group, And uh, this business owner out there because we support the businesses out in the West Bank. And so we talked to him and he said, you're not going to believe this. I've talked about another guy. I'm watching a video. He pulled up his phone. He had another guy that was talking about another Jewish Holocaust. The guy was preaching it from a different perspective because the guy believed we were going to be gone. But he he did believe that there would be another Jewish Holocaust in the future. We believe we're going to be here to help those Jews. That's what end-time ministries is going to be doing a lot of throughout the end time. Teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and helping these Jews escape Satan's grasp, which the world governing body is going to be Satan in a physical form. Honestly, I mean, the Bible says that the dragon gave it its seat, power and great authority. Satan hates the Jews. He hates Israel. And the battle of Armageddon really is going to be a fight against Satan, against God. So, who's going to give these people something to eat when they come? I mean, the only people prepared to help them is going to be you and me, who understand all these things that are coming. And that's why again, we started the another Jewish Holocaust fund. We want It's not so we can all get rich here. I'm, tell, believe me, I, I'm, we, I'm not getting rich. <laughs> we are this we, I truly am. We have the burden for the Jewish people and are trying to help them around the world because we understand these prophecies. And so we want to be prepared to help the Judean Jews in their greatest hour of need. I teach them every Thursday morning in the Jerusalem Prophecy College. I know they're very real people and that they are looking for help. I know they are. I talk to them. I get feedback from them. Some of them are settlers out in this area. They're already coming to our college. You understand, so I know what I'm talking about. God is setting the 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 stage for this for His move in the end time. Satan's setting the stage for His, but God's already a million steps ahead of Satan. Believe me. So we work directly with the Jewish agency. Devorah Ganani is one of our one of our great friends and contacts in Israel. We've actually been to the Absorption Center, one of the few Christian ministries ever that have been allowed to go into the Absorption Center where the Jews come back in and get acclimated in society. Uh, They don't let very many people go in there, but they've allowed us to go in because they know we love them. And when my father-in-law passed, they dedicated a room in the Jewish agency to Irvin Baxter because of all the help that we have given the Jews over the years. So this is very real. It's going to happen. And I know many of you are on board with it. You've, you've helped us financially with that. Because I'm going to bless the Jews. I'm going to bless the Jews and I'm going to bless Israel. Because I want the blessings of God on me. Not just because of that. Because we love them. I love the guides. I mean, we've, got, we've got friends all over Israel. And they're great people. They really are. They gave us our Bible. Think about that. So we work directly with the Jewish agency to help the Jews... Uh, from across the globe, make Aliyah back to Israel. Make the journey back. And again, we send, we send money to the Jewish agency. We just recently sent them a check uh, from donations that we got from you guys and have already helped many Jews make that journey home. So as we help them physically, this is also going to be an open door for us to minister to them spiritually. You see what's going on here? The Bible prophesies about a great end-time Jewish revival, but they don't follow the New Testament. So how are they going to know? Well, when those Jews who believe our warnings are running for their lives, they're going to look over their shoulders and they're going to see their brethren who did not believe. The Bible says there's going to be a great time of persecution. They're going to see them being slaughtered. And at that moment, they're going to realize the prophecy of Jesus saved their life. And when they arrive at our Jerusalem Prophecy College in Jerusalem, as we tell them in the magazine to do, then we will say to them, Jesus just saved your physical life. And let us tell you about eternal life through Jesus. See what's going on? God set all this up, everybody. God miraculously, I watched from the very beginning as God set all this up. And miraculously gave us the college. And I mean, just you, you just don't go in there and get a charter in Israel to start a college. And so God, is, God has really, really kept his hands upon us. Um, and, you know, the Bible prophesies in the end that all of Israel will come to salvation through Jesus Christ. When the fullness of the Gentiles become in, all of Israel will be saved. That's Romans 11, 25, and 26. So they will come to salvation through Jesus Christ during the final seven years. But it's interesting that the scriptures say the Jews of Judea will be saved first. That's in Zechariah 12, 7. So there is no greater cause on earth. It's to win souls. But we want to win. I want to win everybody on the planet, but I want to win the Jews too. Because Jesus gave a specific warning to those that live in Judea, the modern-day West Bank. And so what what greater cause is there on earth than to help people to know Jesus Christ and to be born again? I mean... The Jews gave us our Bible, folks. I mean, imagine that. They gave us our Messiah. Jesus was a Jew. And now we have a chance to help them when they will need it the most over the next several years. So I would ask uh, to donate to the another Jewish Hol- Holocaust fund. Um, call one 800 End time 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com. There's ways that you can help You say, well, there's no way I'm going to go door knocking. I don't. There's. I can't do that. That's fine. We're going to do it. We got a lot of people that want to go with us, but we will need some funds. And I know we don't get on here very much and ask for funding, Um, but this is one huge way that you can help because we don't want to wait till that time and then try to get Jews from Europe to make Aliyah and think it's going to be close to being too late. And so um, we want, that, that's happening now. We just talked to Devorah uh, with the Jewish agency the other day. And she was talking to us about oppressed Jews around the world that she's saying, we need to get them back, but we don't have the money. So what more to invest in than helping Jews escape these oppressive areas around the world? It's very, very important. Remember what the Lord said to Abraham. Abraham, I'm calling you. I'm going to bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. And this is our chance to be a blessing to the people of Israel. And the people of Judea, they don't know it yet, but they are very dependent upon you and me. The prophecy of Jesus in the most famous prophecy chapter in the Bible is for the times just ahead, Matthew 24. And it's going to be three and one half years after the uh, Middle East peace agreement is signed. You understand the final seven-year period, the timeline here, final seven-year period, the peace agreement starts, the final seven years between the Israelis and Palestinians. When that peace agreement is start, and we see that it has all the characteristics of the, the biblical characteristics of that peace agreement, we will make the decision through prayer, believe me, to and that's where I talked yesterday about being spirit led. Man, where you talk about being spirit led, I told Irvin Baxter before he passed. I said, you know, on some of these things like mailing this magazine to Israel, I said I'm going to let you make the, all them big decisions. I I'm not going to do that because uh, I don't want to make a mistake on is this a peace agreement? Do we need to mail the magazine then? And because I know he was spirit-led, God, uh, spirit-led man of God. And I said, so I'm going to let you make the decisions. I'm going to let you say who the Antichrist is. And then once you do that, then I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be rut- doing cartwheels up and down George Bush saying, folks, this is the guy, don't follow him. And he just looked at me and smiled. And I thought, man, I wonder, uh, now I look back and think, man, did he know something that I didn't know? I don't know what. God was going to take him. I didn't know that. So I can tell you what it's done to me. I have a whole different prayer life now. My prayer life has changed dramatically because I've got to be a spirit-led individual. I've got to know that I hear God's voice and I'm hearing it, believe me. I can hear that just at that impression upon my soul saying, Dave, you know, do this and it's happening and things are working and it's going awesome. So folks, I don't know of a more important project in this world than helping us reach the Jews, reaching people around the world, really. When you give to End Time Ministries, we're reaching people all over the world. I just dealt with the missionaries in Ireland about trying to praying for her husband because he's got cancer. I mean, we're, we're we're really ministering to people all over the world. And so End Time Ministries is a great entity to partner with in the end time. God bless.